0: Welcome to this segment of Soul Silence and Sound. This is brought to you by Be Simply.
1: Stars, trees, clouds, and moon. They all have a meaning and it just Silence like and This segment is brought to you by
0: Be Simply and Thank you all for being here in this moment. And as we go into this, uh, Dharma talk Suzanne style and into the silent meditation and sound I want to one really um, encourage each and every one of you to fully surrender to nourishing yourself in this moment meaning put away any distractions any multitasking all of those things create the space for you so I over this past uh, week I have been in this inroads of managing some deep amount of grief from different situations that are unfolding in and around my world, my inner and outer world. And what has brought to me also was some conversations, really beautiful conversations around faith and uh, just perspectives And so those conversations are kind of leading into this talk today because I feel it's rather important, uh, especially at this moment. And one thing to remember if you choose to contemplate it is that we all are interconnected. Oftentimes people might use the concept or the terminology of being one Yet, uh, I would encourage you to look at it that uh, we are co-creating and weaving a cosmic tapestry. And no matter how you choose to relate to those words, that that is the case, that everything that we do say and how we act impacts one another, whether we're doing it directly to someone or something or someplace Or if we're attempting to do it covertly to someone, something, someplace, because it's all interconnected. And there truly are uh, no secrets, meaning that because we have this ability to orate, to think, to send vibrational frequency and signals, that there are resonances left behind. Similar, if you go to a concert, and you leave, and your body feels a little jostled, and there's a vibration that's imprinted on your system, and that imprint of you being there is left. The imprint that the musicians made on you is left, and then it continues to go. And then depending how many times we re-engage with those memories and that resonance, that stays. And so, you know, when we look at history, we kind of re-engage it by telling the history. There's value to knowing the history. However, if one wants to keep one's energy as pure and clean as possible, uh, the best way is to acknowledge what was, yet continue in the present moment to address what is in the present moment. Uh, we'll have the greatest capacity to uh, serve one another with that lens so even in faith what's the tendency is we're repeating uh, wisdom and knowledge that was scribed in books and then we interpret and then we share in the present and sometimes that can be super helpful because it may help us digest or understand a moment or it can lock us in and keep us from really transforming and maybe meeting the moment with a a new perspective or a new lens or adding to what we thought we already knew. And the reason I share this is because we have an opportunity in every moment with our mind, with our voice, with our heart, and even with the action that we take to be in this dynamic motion or dynamic, dynamic flow of energy to, one, uh, really support ourselves from the inside out and not in a selfish way, but in a way of well-being. And then that well-being can help us assist in helping others. And when I teach uh, a student or even a client, the beginning phases of cause and effect, oftentimes, especially in times of suffering, it can be met with resistance. And rightfully so, because when we're suffering, we don't want to really potentially examine that our past actions might have led us to this present moment. And I say might... Uh, with quotes around it because everything that we are doing is weaving that tapestry for the future. Whether you want to think of it as your ancestors, your children, your grandchildren, their children, or into your future uh, is fine. Yet that is what we're weaving. And in this moment on planet Earth, that's what we've been really... Overwhelmed with is that all of our collective past actions have led us to here. And the issue in this moment is really about reclamation, meaning, are you willing to reclaim what's important to you and start holding it really dearly in your heart, in your soul, and in your mind, in your words? in your thoughts, which is an extension of your mind and everything that you do throughout the the day. When you decide that you are ready to do this, it will be humbling. And I speak from my own experience in this lifetime and many others I can imagine is that Uh, when we start to take full responsibility for our words, for our actions, for our thoughts, it becomes humbling because we start to realize that our one input is impacting others, is impacting the whole. And if we use a certain amount of cautiousness, And awareness before we speak, before we act, before we even think, we will help retain well-being for ourselves and others. And I've shared this before that, you know, you can walk in a room and everyone is managing their own tightrope. They're walking across their own tightrope. And being that most people don't share that information, especially in new settings, it's important to, if you can, and have the wherewithal in a moment, yes, we're all fallible. I've been fallible many times over. But if we we can practice this, because we have a community around us, if you see uh, your brother, your sister, your friend, a stranger acting vulnerable, Meaning that they can't uh, contain themselves in that moment, maybe verbally, emotionally, physically, that you can help them by your actions in that moment. You can also help others, even if that's not happening, by being responsible with what you say and how you say it and what you think and by giving yourself the opportunity to really refine and practice listening to yourself and practice, uh, listening to others. And then from there, start to see where that leads and, you know, self correction is so powerful because you're really calling yourself out, not in like a derogatory way, but gosh, if you say something that's reinforcing something you don't want self corrected in the moment, If you're reinforcing something that you don't want for humanity, reframe it and also keeping it to what is because the majority of people's mind is future casting. This is what happens in the media at large. They want to entrain your mind in the potential of fear so that you will be stuck in worrying, doubt, indecision which keeps you from being a well human being. And so if you know something, something that is in the present moment, and you, as far as you know, within the best intentions from your heart, feel it will be beneficial to alert others or share with others or point out to someone in the present moment, then that is when you're taking responsibility for that. And then if you get a new body of information, you can self-correct in that moment or in the future, you can make an addendum. We used to do this all the time on uh, drawings when we'd submit them to the city. The city would check them if something was not correct. We create an addendum. If we're in the field building and something's not working correctly or properly or has been pushed back by the inspector we correct it we issue an addendum and then move forward in right action so if we use that example of construction and architecture and design we can do that in our interpersonal uh, life and relationships also we can do this with our spiritual relationships and so during the course of this week and change almost two weeks Um, Looking at, you know, there's so much uh, division that has occurred over these past few years and change, and there's a deep attachment, especially it's gotten more and more polarized in um, theology. And from a Eastern perspective, you know, we're in the age of darkness. We're at, at the end of that Kali Yuga. People even argue where we are. You know, I will say, who knows where the count started? The count will not end. So all we can do is reflect at where we're at. And we're definitely in an age of darkness with a beacon of light coming forward. And so what happens when people start segregating within faith, They start limiting the capacity of humanity to support one another. And I've shared and I feel blessed to have experienced so many different situations in this life. I've been by the side of many people's bed right before or during their passing transition into the death gateway, a.k.a. the birth gateway. I've been... On the other side, when people are coming into the physical world from their mama's womb and and all kinds of things in between. In addition, I've had the opportunity to have some really profound, deep experiences, which I will quote them as uh, spiritual, unexplainable, and they've been really reflected in so many different situations and could actually be associated with different indigenous people with faiths uh, just things that are quite beautiful and you would think I could give it up to one thing but I can't I can't give it up to one thing or one path because there isn't one path each and every one of you are connected to something that is so profound within you that it has an invitation and a holding space for you if you want to engage. And oftentimes, when we start to engage with that inner aspect of ourselves, it will be supported oftentimes by texts, theological practices, indigenous way, nature's way, even science. There will be things that come forward to help explain something unexplainable that's unfolding around you. And those moments are so precious. And when they happen, sometimes the natural propensity is to want to share. Yet they're so precious that they can't really be Understood in a way that would um, make sense to someone else because it's special to you. And the reason I share this today is because what I do witness and I get concerned is when people are ostracizing others, especially people that are doing their best to be a good human, to uh, live a life where they can take care of themselves and or their family, where they are trying their best within the tools that they have and the life that they were destined to walk down to uh, be who they are. And so when we shut people off and are willing to engage in a conversation with them, we're limiting ourselves and potentially doing, you know, this beautiful being that stands in front of us a disservice. So rather than constrict any further in this moment, I encourage each and every one of you, if you can... To contemplate how you're connected to the whole and what are you contributing in weaving? We have a warp and a weft, and what are you weaving for the whole? And that whole starts with you you are whole, you are never not whole, and then you're adding to the collective whole, which will always be whole, it's just our perception. When things are degraded, you know, maybe the weaving isn't as tight as it could to hold our society as we wish right now. And if you can contemplate what you're contributing, what you want to contribute, and even if in this moment you're exhausted, you're tired, uh, most of humanity, I feel, is somewhere on a varying degree of there. However, if you take the space to really listen in and be with yourself and say, what do I want to contribute? What do I want to contribute? What, What fills my internal spirit in a way that allows me to be of service to self and others? And when we start getting clear on that, then it really clears out where we put our focus and our attention And oftentimes, you know, when we're in a place where we're not balanced or centered, we're reactive and we might actually overreact to the things that are the most disturbing. And I can share uh, hmm, that what I've witnessed in myself is when my affect, that means when your emotional affect goes up into a certain place, You're not able to be rational, objective, and you're not able to do simple things or even be aware of your surroundings. And so this is why it's so important if you so do choose to really get clear on what you're contributing, what you have to offer, what your capacity is in the given moment. And are you willing to take responsibility for that, meaning giving it some depth and trying to continue to meet that so that you can continue to understand what that's all about. And so for some of you, you have certain gifts and others have other gifts and innately by being plugged into this human suit, you have access to many different buttons, meaning not the kinds that trigger you, but buttons within your biological suit that give you access to express those gifts and for each and every one of you it will be different and in the next it'll be different so if you're inspired at all in this moment first i encourage you to connect to yourself and how you're connected to the whole And then second, just to really attune to what you feel you're here to contribute in this very moment. And this is important because your spiritual essence is always with you. So you can feed that into all that you do. And I've said this before, if you're a mechanic, you work in waste management, you are politician, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, whatever your occupation is, you are a metalsmith, you're an artist, you're a singer, you can feed that essence and I encourage you to into what you do. And that is the biggest gift because when you're in that space, then you start to touch each and every person that you interact with that essence and that brings their essence forward and I use the word essence as a um, synonym for your soul, your spirit, however you want to uh, call it, if you so do choose. So if you can just start there and then in the world start to observe how you are engaging mentally, emotionally, physically, vocally non vocally just how you're showing up and how you're supporting your well-being and the well-being of others and even if there's a moment where you know uh, the line needs to be drawn and you need to take strong action meaning that you need to make something right it's okay to do that with conviction And with a a force, if you will, a power in the sense that you will be led and held very much like a warrior. Yet it's important to do that very masterfully so that it can be effective and be done in a way that will cause the least amount of harm to those connected Because remember, if we keep going in the gerbil wheel and committing the same action that someone else committed over and over again, we'll never get anywhere. We'll just be doing that eye for an eye over and over and over. So as we go into the meditation, I welcome you just to drop in. Feel your wholeness. Feel how that connects to the whole that we're weaving together. And then deepen your understanding of your gifts that you've already been using in your family life, your professional life. Deepen that and start to listen and see where you're guided so that you can continue to be of service to our fellow humanity. And we can start breaking down these walls that we've built up around us over these past thousands and thousands of years and that we can truly start to uh, dance together again so with that being said i welcome you to take a nice deep breath into your heart and exhale out again inhale and exhale. Good, again, inhale. And exhale. One more inhale. And exhale. as you continue to breathe in and out, I welcome you just to follow your natural breathing pattern. Gently from there, I welcome you to gently lean back and recline or move fully into Shavasana, a prone position on your back with your palms facing upward as we transition into receiving sound. As you settle in, just take a nice gentle breath into the heart and out again, inhale and exhale one more inhale and exhale And then continue to follow your natural breathing pattern. Taking a soft gentle breath in and out of your heart center. Gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale. Gently from there, gonna welcome each and every one of you just to be where you're at or just gently come up to a seated position when you're ready. And as you do, take a few deep breaths in and out just to reacclimate yourself to your physical surroundings. And so, as you continue to dive into this moment, as you flow into the next, I welcome you to bring your self-awareness, and I welcome you to create pauses so that you can listen a little bit deeper to your own words, thoughts when they exist. Ideally, our mind is best kept empty and observing our actions and if inspired just notice is this of benefit to myself and others and then from there if you realize that it's not correct it as soon as you have the capacity to do so and so i'm going to leave you with that And remind you that you are a contributor to our collective cosmic tapestry. And may you really own that. And may you remember that you matter and that you are divine love. Until next time, I want to thank Random Rab, Katri Scott, Dante Marino for contributing in their own ways. I thank all of you for listening and we're going to exit out with a little Katri Scott. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
1: Makes it beautiful the way it is, the way it looks at you, the way it lives, the way it feels, the way it gives, the way you call it mine and grasp onto it. But if ill-intended, true beauty will fade. Can't be manufactured, not man-made. It's brewed in the soul good fine